0: I was taking a logic course that semester, and as I pondered the argument, I became vaguely unnerved. We believed all outsiders hated us. If they said they hated us, we believed them. If they said they loved us, we believed they were either lying or delusional, and nothing could persuade us otherwise. I began to see that for many of our beliefs, there was absolutely no evidence that could be introduced to us that would cause us to change our minds. Unfalsifiable. Hello and welcome to part 10 the concluding part of the Essence of Anarchy series. Well, concluding the main body, anyway. I will go on to produce supplemental episodes, perhaps ad infinitum, but I wanted the series to come to a point where it feels complete in and of itself. And this is it. The philosopher of science Karl Popper proposed that for any theory to be considered scientific, it must present ways in which it can be falsified. A theory that does not do so is essentially immune from criticism, and therefore pseudoscientific. Nuance aside, there's no doubt this is an idea that has power and practical application to it. That power is demonstrated by the opening quotation, taken from Megan Phelps Roper's book, Unfollow, A Journey from Hatred to Hope. Megan was born into the Westboro Baptist Church, infamous for picketing the funerals of American soldiers with messages of eternal damnation. She cites being introduced to the concept of falsifiability as one of several things that ultimately led her to realise she had been born into a cult, and enabled her to break free. This is no small achievement. When we are born into a thing, it is all-consuming. There's never a time when we are outside of it with which we can make a comparison. We are like the proverbial fish, unable to fathom what it means to be wet. But is there a sense in which we are all born into a cult? The cult of the state, this all-consuming entity that promises to educate us, protect us from danger, to look after us when we are ill, and to provide for us when downtrodden. Have you ever looked at people's behaviour around election time? The devotion to their chosen political candidate? The visceral disdain for the other team? Have you ever thought, gee, this is all a bit cult-like, as if we found new rituals to satisfy our lapsed religious urges? Is, then, the state a cult? If so, it will be the largest and most all-consuming cult in history. The Scientologists have got nothing on it. How would we test this premise out? I'm going to conclude the series with some questions for you to contemplate. What conditions could possibly serve to cause you to question your faith in the state? Not in the efficacy of the services the state runs, but in the entirety of the system itself. Is there any critical test that... If the state failed, you would then question its viability. For example, how many people would have to die in wars before you questioned whether the state should be running national defence? How high would the crime rate have to be before you questioned the state running policing? How low would educational standards have to become before you question the very premise of state schooling? How inefficient would healthcare need to be before you question the state-running hospitals? And, by what standard are you even measuring any of these things? What would be your basis for comparison? If no such conditions exist, if you would never, under any circumstances, ever question the legitimacy and effectiveness of the state, then would it be true to say your belief is unfalsifiable? If it is unfalsifiable, what grounds do you have for holding it? And if the state is a non-falsifiable premise, how is it then different from a cult? Thank you for listening to this endeavour so far. If you have any questions or criticisms arising from any episode, put them in a comments box and I shall attempt to address them in a future episode. There's a quote from the journalist Joseph Sobran, which goes... The measure of the state's success is that the word anarchy frightens people, while the word state does not. I'll conclude the series by rewording that as The measure of the state's success is that consent frightens people, whilst coercion does not. I will thank you once more for listening, and leave you to ponder that fact.